Welcome back to another episode of Cardi Dads. And this episode, it is, to me, probably my favorite episode we've recorded. Just because it gets into basic things of carding. And this is something that I have struggled with, Emmanuel struggled with, every friend that I know in carding has struggled with. And it is all about breaking things down to a checklist. Now, checklist could sound so stupid, so like minute is like oh man i don't need to check this i don't need to check that yeah i already know it's good i know it's you know this is right where it needs to be well you never know when it's not where it needs to be in the tens of hundreds of thousands of seconds it could cost you per lap when you're running a 12 lap feature 15 lap feature so forth so on so this is what this whole episode is about is about making your own checklist being creative and Pushing yourself to the next level of creating your own checklist on what do I have to do to make sure that, you know, you yourself as a driver is on point and as well as everything you've done your and your mechanics wise of your cart is exactly where it needs to be for you to find the perfect balance between you and your cart and helping you figure out the racecraft of the track on how you need to race your race to get up to the pack that you're trying to catch or lead the pack you're trying to lead. So that's what this episode's about. It's really cool. I really appreciate everything you guys are doing with spreading um, the word to all your friends. I mean, it's really starting to show, and I couldn't thank you guys more um, for what you're doing. And, again, I really thank you and just please continue to spread the word and I hope you really like this episode because you know it really meant a lot to us and this is something that's been on our minds for a while so hope you enjoy guys please have fun carding you know keep it fun keep it uh be everybody be safe and just uh enjoy yourselves man thanks again what's going on brother not much, man. I've been good. How was your cruise? The cruise was it was nice. I mean, <laughs> you know, the thing I can say that it it was nice. It was something different. Um, it, yeah, yeah, it was nice. That's all I can say. <laughs> That's it's awesome, the man. the first time my wife and I have gone on a vacation. It's just the two of us. Since our honeymoon nine years ago, and we didn't wow. realize that till like the third day of uh, or the cruise, we're like, man, this is the first time like we've actually taken a vacation by ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny because ours was uh, similar. Our anniversary this year in June um, was the first time in I guess five years, and it was. Oh, we're like, yeah, since we've had a kid, we haven't actually gone away for, you know, a a proper weekend by ourselves. So that was kind of cool as well. So I know the feeling, man. Um, it's That's pretty cool. Well, I'm, I'm glad you made it back. I was a little worried about you. Yeah, it was uh, – I'm glad to be back too. Well, I am, but I'm not because it's, it's so nice <laughs> to come back to the mainland, but coming back to, like – the real world, it's like, oh, come on, man, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> yeah. And then with the hours of work on top of that, I was like, oh, I'm really not ready for this. 
can't help you there, man. I really can't help you there. But welcome back. Welcome to see some carding fun, right? Yeah, no yeah. Carding yeah. on the so, cruise. No, there's no carding on the cruise, but I was able to follow like in bits and pieces, um, you know, some forums and you know some of the group caps were in on uh, what's going on. It looks it looks like some of the guys you know that we run with were actually having a pretty good time. Yeah, Jorge was the man at the Bushnell um, uh, 2.06, well, just their weekly, no, not their, their weekly, their monthly race series, but they also had a, a, a money race, and it was a night race, and he was a beast in, in the master's class, and he was on it. That's cool, man. Yeah, I mean, he's a good driver. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's a really good driver to see, like, the uh, – like the progress and, you know, you were taking some pictures and I couldn't download all the pictures because when I, if I was in port, I could see some, but you know, I was trying to send messages out to everybody, but it kept on saying, you know, message couldn't go through or whatever the, the iPhone message or message failed. And I'm like, man, I just want to let everybody know. It's like, yeah, hey, I'll follow this. This is cool. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know why you were busy looking at. Looking at your phone, man, on vacation, I was like, "What? What's Andrew doing?" No, so like we we got the yeah, this is really stupid, and I I know it's stupid, but I downloaded a bunch of podcasts that I, I like to listen to. So, um, and I knew that I wouldn't have. Well, the last time I went on a cruise, there was no cell phone reception period, no Wi-Fi, no nothing. So right. we went ahead and did the international plan on our on our cell phones, but the boat we went on had Wi-Fi. So I'm like, okay, well, their you know their directions is put your phone on Wi-Fi or put your phone on airplane mode. And I'm like, cool, that means no data, no extra charges, and then you know you still have your Wi-Fi. I'm like, well, this doesn't make sense because like you go on you know to you know Facebook or ESPN or you know Anchor or anything like that, you know nothing ever popped up. But I'm getting emails right. and I'm getting. <clears throat> message alerts from you know the, the the Facebook pages and stuff like that, but I couldn't respond to any of them. And so I'm like, this is absolutely ridiculous. So every time I was listening to you know a podcast, you know I'd just get the dings and dings and dings. I'm like, oh, I just want to respond. You know, just like, <laughs> hey guys, I hear you. You know, I might be far away from you, but hey man, I hear you. You know, cool. Congrats. You know, and. The the rap that um, Jorge got on his car that was really cool, man. That was that was good looking. I I, I like to see it in, in, in person if he still has it on, you know, for the next Ocala race or whatever yeah. race we go with him. I like to see it. It looks good. Yeah, no, it was, it was very very cool. I took a I took a couple of pictures, but none specifically of just the rap. But the video that I recorded. Um, I think I did get a shot of it, so whenever I get that done here in the next few days, um, I'll make sure that that shot is, is there so you can see it. Gotcha. So, um, yep. so the Bushnell race went really good, huh? Yeah, man. Um, so I was, and I don't want to say stuck with the kids. I had the kids with me all day because their mom was out of town, so we ended up going up to to Tampa to a kids museum that they wanted to go to. Um, so I was like, oh yeah, we'll do that. And Bushnell was only like an hour, 
um, on the way back from Tampa. And the race was a there was an endurance race in the morning, a uh, three-hour, yeah, or it might have been a four-hour, I forgot. But there was a, an endurance race in the morning, and then from 2 o'clock, the, the monthly club race would start. And then they wanted to say 10 o'clock would be the the money race, but eh, it jumped and start till 11-something. Um, but, yeah, we, we stopped on our way back from, from Tampa, got there about eh, 3 o'clock. Um, and then, and Jorge had already run the endurance race using their rental carts, um, and it was, uh, it was cool. I think they placed fifth out of, like, 15 teams, so that wasn't, that wasn't bad. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it wasn't bad at all. I mean, it was, he was just getting his cart ready, trying to figure out the gearing, because he'd never run a 206 there. He'd only done the, the rental carts the whole time. Oh, the rental carts. They're Hondas, right? Uh, to be honest, I have, I have no idea. I've never, never even looked at them. Um, <laughs> so no clue, and I still didn't look at them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would, I would assume they're uh, something like that. So uh, he was trying to figure out gearing. He had just gone out for first practice when I, I got there, and um, yeah, he was like very far off. So he made a change, um, and then kind of just hung out and, and helped him with it. Um, and then, yeah, it was kind of like um, just basically figuring that out was what's next and um, what he wanted to do. And he was like, yeah, I'll just run it. And he went out for a second practice. And by changing gearing, he lost like half. He gained half a second, which is like pretty cool. Six tenths, I think, was it. Yeah, six tenths was, was it. And I, and I was watching, and I'm like, nobody's gaining on him. So this is like whatever he's doing is really good. Like nobody was gaining on him. So I figured he had a good run. Um and then qualifying went out and he got out and you know, he was first out on grid and boom, like he had pull. Um that was pretty cool. Like Yeah, I mean I, I was I was so happy for him because I could see he was I'm like, dude, he is on it. He was gaining on the cart that um was in front of him that he was, you know, chasing down, but nobody was catching him from behind. So moving on from that, um, he started the race on pole, and then somehow, I mean, he just got shuffled backwards. Um, like, just went from, you know, first, and then, like, two laps in, dropped to second, another two laps. Basically, like, the guys were, were all, like, picking him off, um, going, this is a bridge, right? You go over the bridge, and like everybody had something better right there, and they just kept like training him. I mean, you know, one person, two people come in the draft. They just, you know, they take the inside line, and you just get shuffled back. So that part sucked um, a little bit. I was like, man, he's got the speed, but once he gets moved offline, that's it. So um, yeah, he ended up dropping back to to fifth, um, and then we uh, we made another gear change, went up. To, to get more drive, um, and he was like, yep, just, that's it, that's the only thing he's doing, because he's going to work on his driving after that, Like, and, and he said himself, he was like, man, there, it's, I just got to work on my driving a little bit, and Hashtag so, out of talent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, again, the first time with a 206, so maybe not necessarily running out, right, it's <laughs> no, I'm more so okay, figuring man, it out. It's all good, man, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was uh it was cool man, like the 
the way he he figured it out. It just it just took sitting down, you know, and thinking about exactly the race where people had gotten in and all that stuff, and that's all he needed. Just that one session of like hard running. Um, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, man, and he started a he graded up in fifth, but either the first place guy didn't show up or something. So basically, they were on on the inside line, and he was you know straight up theoretically to third, and boom went to second, and then straight to first. Um, and it was like, dude, that's what's up. So yeah, he did he did really well, man. He he ran like first uh, for a long time, and then got shuffled back to to uh, to third because. No, actually, no, it was second. So he was in first until, like, the last lap. And then out of nowhere comes this guy, right? And he started, like, dead last. And what we find out later, he's, like, the local hot shoe, and he just, like, destroys everybody sort of deal. But, yeah, he just showed up out of nowhere. And it's, like, two laps to go. The guy was in fourth, maybe three seconds behind or five seconds behind. Um... And white flag lap, he's right behind Jorge. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm like, really, dude? Yeah. And then going into, like, the, like, I don't know, three or four turns from, from you know, the finish, he just snuck on the inside and just moved Jorge, like, just wiggled him. Like, just, I'm like, dude. I mean, it was it was clean. I mean, you know, it's he didn't wreck him, but he moved Jorge. Like, you, I mean, you can tell. It's like, I'm just going to come in the corner a little bit deeper, and, you know, when you're trying to get on the brake, I'm just going to keep on the gas. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm just going to mess you up so you can't slow down just enough for it. And then I'm just going to stick it on the inside and just like, yeah, I mean, it was, it was like textbook NASCAR. Like, I'm just going to sneak up here. So, <laughs> you know, but it wasn't like a punt, which is a crazy thing. Yeah. So, whatever. Like, he left a little bit of room there and then, you know, he took it. So, and then, um, Jorge lost his momentum and then the, guy in third also took second so he finished third um for that that feature race um which was kind of like whatever but then um the money race was gridded based on um the qualifying and pulling your like pulling a number out of like a pill so uh, out of a a pail so uh jorge started on pole for i mean he was he was he was on pole for qualifying but he had to pick a number and whatever number he picked if he picked fourth like he would go from first to fourth, right? And then they would invert that way. Um, so luckily mm. he pulled second, so he just switched first and second. And the guy in second was the guy Jorge had run with the whole time. And um, that guy who just um, moved him didn't qualify, so he was starting from the back again. Not that it really mattered, but um, yeah. And the money race was was kind of cool and crazy. Like Jorge started second, took the lead. Um, halfway into the race, just took the lead, like, clean move, and it was, like, 10-lap money race, so five laps to go, Jorge's leading this thing, and I'm like, he's gonna do it, um, and, you know, that guy, Matt, had caught up to, uh, the guy who, you know, Jorge had passed, so second and third were duking it out, and, the, I mean, nobody was just giving him room, so they were actually fighting, and it was giving Jorge just, just enough room, like, he had, like, five cartlands. Um, and I'm like, oh my wow. god, he's gonna do it. Yeah, he's gonna do it. And then, nope. <laughs> uh, two to go, you know, that Matt guy, uh, got by second place and then got up to Jorge and, uh, Jorge like def- 
defended. I mean, it was hard defending. It was like three <laughs> laps of like you know that those like final three laps. Uh, right, exactly. It was good hard racing. Um, and then he got by Jorge on the last lap, um, and then Jorge did like almost a copy of the move right back at him, like moved him just a little bit. He got wiggled, and Jorge was you know was able to to sneak in, but the guy in third had such a good run that he came by and, and took it, and then Jorge finished second. But I was so proud of him for defending because. Like, it's not just supporting my buddy, but when somebody's, like, a total hot shoe and it's, like, a total ringer, it's not even fair, right? And in addition to being a ringer, he's also, like, sneakishly moving people. Like, he moved more than one person. Everybody who came in was complaining. Like, dude, like, do you not care about wrecking? That sort of thing. So, Uh, I was, like, so, I was so proud of Jorge, man. I was, like... Damn, man, good job, man. Way to show him. If somebody else came up there, good job giving him a taste of his own medicine or something like that. Somebody said it. I wish I recorded that. But that was kind of the whole feeling everybody got. So, um, yeah, other than that, it was really cool. Yeah, it was late, though. It was like it finished at midnight. The kids were a little grumpy. They didn't want to go to bed. Um, And I don't blame them. Like, usually they have a long, crazy day, and then on the ride home they pass out. But... They were playing out there in the grass and in the dirt until, like, 9 o'clock, 9.30. And then I finally got them settled in the car, watching a movie. But, you know, they just – they didn't want to – they didn't want to sleep. So they were a little grumpy. And um, once we got on the road, then they all, they both passed out, and they didn't wake up till 9 o'clock on Sunday. <laughs> but, but it worked out okay. So they got, like, nine hours of sleep. Lucky them. But yeah, that was that was kind of the whole deal, man. That was the highlight for for the race you missed. Um, yeah, I and, talked like to the uh, Brian Donahoe with Little Mason, and yeah, uh, oh, I didn't talk about Mason. He had a pretty good race. Yeah, I didn't even talk about Mason. Mason did really well. Um, yeah, he he got spun or he spun by himself trying to avoid something in his uh, heat race, but he raced back hard like he was on the charge and he was on you know he's uh he's in um cadets but the other guys were on two strokes and uh. like rugby's or whatever and you know they just all run together i guess but i mean he had he had like such good speed through the corners but he couldn't catch um couldn't catch them on the straight but he raced hard and you know, the whole race was focused on just sticking with those guys, catching them and trying to pass them. So he got really good. And then the feature, um, he he did really, really well. I mean, I think he finished second or third. I think he finished third. Um, yeah, I think but, I think I think it's sad to say he finished third. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. There's, just the improvements that we've seen here locally just at the track that we run at, I mean, I hate calling him a little mason, but for some reason that just always, like, goes through my head, but. He's gotten so fast, and, you know, if you, like, follow, a, uh, I think he's 10. If you follow, like, a 10-year-old, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, whatever. But for us, is you know, we've given him, you know, video. We've given him, you know, some coaching on different ways to take turns, and his dad is putting cones out there, you know, and everything. And even Corey's worked with him, too. So, like, everything, and I know Ron is his tuner as well, so, like, Ron's working with him, and, 
you know, some days he's going to listen and some days he's not. It's just, you know, wherever his brain is for a day because he's a kid, right? So, yeah. but when you watch him out there and, like, he is getting in that groove, it's like, holy moly, man, this kid here, he's fast. You know, he, he's yeah. not on, like, the latest and greatest equipment. He's not, you know, his dad's not spending all the money in the world to, you know, make sure he has the best of the best. It's just like, you know, we'll get tires out of the shed and, and you know, we'll race on those. And, and he competes. I mean, the kid is the kid's good. You know, Mason, he's Mason's cool, man. He, he's such a humble kid. On top of that, he's you know he's, he's that's, not. That's the, my the, favorite thing about him, dude. It, he's he's so mellow. My God, yeah, I wish my boy was mellow kid. like that. <laughs> <laughs> my son is crazy. I'm like, I wish my boy was mellow. I I, I guess I should say I hope my boy mellows out like that, right? Um, and that's that's cool, but. Yeah, um, Liam was actually super excited when he saw he saw Mason. Um, He's like, "Oh, that's my best friend." I'm like, "Yeah, it's like yeah, the one with the remote control car." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm actually uh, was playing with the, the kids with that little car out of school. So yeah, that's so. Anyway, um, yeah, that was a that was a good good you know kart weekend, man. Um, I mean, I was bummed I wasn't driving for sure. I was super sad. And they were, the kids did really well. If I had taken the big trailer, and I could have raced, to be honest, because they were, like, so in their world and having fun. Probably not the money race, because once they got they got late and I was trying to get them down, um, I wouldn't have been able to just leave them like that. But throughout, like, the regular night race um, up until 10 o'clock, man, they were having a ball running around, playing in the dirt, watching movies and shows. And, yeah, no, it's, they did really well. So... Definitely um, planning to take them with me next time and, and see how they do um, for, for like, a regular day cart race. We'll see. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's cool, but man. But you, um, cool. you had something on your mind, man. Like, you you know, you got back, and we went straight to straight to awesome cart talk, and you started talking about um, about the little things. Hashtag uh, checklist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, uh, hashtag hash round checklist. Um, so, like I was saying earlier before that I could follow, you know, some of the posts and forums and different pages that, you know, I follow on social media and on the internet. I mean, you have your own pages too. Everybody has their own pages. And, you know, I guess being out on the sea, we're not really thinking of anything. It's just like, I started reading these things and I was like, man, people are, are, are talking about, you know, um, making all these like these huge drastic changes or spending all this money in their stuff. And, you know, like I keep on reading down the, the post and, you know, they're like, Oh, you know, I have, I had this loose, I have this problem. Like, the excuses list goes, you know, forever. Right. It's just, you know, it's one of those things. And I'm like, this is something that, you know, I'm not going to say we struggle with, you know, per se for excuses, but is like a lot of things that they're missing now is just on. I'm sick. Sorry, my kids slamming doors. <laughs> yeah. It is like your basic checklist things, right? So there's a anybody can make a checklist for anything, you know. And we have kind of created our own checklist, whether it is a uh, pre-race checklist, a when you're at the track checklist, you know, your safety equipment checklist, your lubrications, you know, 
everything that you need, your tools, everything. So, and this happened to me not only at the Ocala race that I had, but also at the last test and tuning thing we did at uh, Jacksonville a couple weeks ago, where I missed out on something so simple that not only cost me, you know, possibly tenths per lap, but it cost me, it could have cost me potentially a lot of money, and that is having my seat loose. The bolt that holds my seat down on the front of the seat was loose, and I cracked the fiberglass on the bottom of my seat on both sides, and then I had a hole on the um, left side of the seat where the post has gone through the seat. So I just bought this really nice seat. Uh, it was a tillet seat, if anybody wanted to know, which, I mean, they're expensive. Don't get me wrong. Um, to me, they're expensive. And there was nothing wrong with it. And I just took the like neglect of not checking my the bolts of the seat to make sure that everything's tight. And it, you know, could have potentially cost me another two hundred something dollars for a seat. Yeah. Um, you know, so like, I'm, and then I started, you know, thinking and thinking and thinking like the things that you know, used to happen with you with, you know, popping chains off, or your uh, the the rear wheel width isn't, you know, what used to be. You know, one hub is closer in than the other. Like the simple things that you know we kept on adjusting our checklist. When we got to the track, in between runs, to say, okay, did we lubricate our bearings? Did we do this? Did we, you know, uh, check tire pressures? Did we check tire temps? You know, everything like that. And the more I started thinking about it, is like the more it started to make sense is for me to catch that pack in front of me, which you know we've talked about multiple times on you know our podcasts. Is, you know, you want to catch a pack in front of you, right? You're 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 chasing. You want to lead the pack you're in, and then catch the pack in front of you. And I think the the thing that's keeping me from catching that pack in front of me is even more minute things than what we originally thought would happen in carding. So, like, in saying that is, you know, making sure your 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 clutch shoes are you know not brand new, but you know have good good grip and um, they're clean. And if you have to have two or three clutches, there's a reason why, you know, people have two or three clutches. There's a reason why people keep spare chains. You know, there's reason why if somebody gets, you know, water on any of their bearings, they throw them away and put new ones in. They don't even risk it. And so, like, they're starting to get to, like, these minute things that could cost you a tenth of a lap or, say, five hundredths of a lap you multiply that by 12 or 15 or 10 or whatever your features are per lap, yeah, that's the reason why you can't catch a pack in front of you. You know, then you put yeah. your driving style on top of it because your driving style is your driving style. You know, you can't change it, but like, you know, me and you talked about, you can improve it. If you want to change it, you have to go through, you know, different driving schools and spend a whole bunch of money to, like, try to erase your memory of what you think you know to what you don't know to adapt, which isn't easy by no means. So, like, that's, like, one of those things, like, it, 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 it started clicking in my head. And then when I got back to port and I called you, and I was like, hey, man, 
you know, this is what I'm thinking about doing. You're like, yeah, man, it makes so much sense. Let's, you know, do this and do that. And, you know, let's, you know, always adjusting your checklist to something you're not used to seeing, but could possibly cost you that, you know, five hundredths of a second because it adds up per lap. So, like, for instance, of my seat being loose that, say, only on left turns, you know, I don't know, but if you wanted to break everything down that on left turns you're okay, but your right turns, it was costing you a tenth of a lap, and you're on a 14, you know, turn course, and eight of them are to the right. Well, dude, you know, yeah, all that time's going to add up. So you can go ahead and blow all the turns that you want to aggressively overdrive because, you know, you think you have the run, but you're going too fast in not to be able to handle it, or if someone's in front of you, you can't touch the traffic right, and you lose even more time. And, like, it just started making so much sense to me in my head. I'm like, the checklist. Like, I started to get away from the checklist. And I'm like, you know, I was relying on, on, on Dad because, you know, me, you have a checklist, and then Dad has his own checklist. And I, I rely on my dad a lot, you know, for help me, and then he helps you, and he helps everybody in our camp as, you know, he kind of asks everybody what they what they like, and, you know, Dad kind of does it. and. I'm like, okay, I am now over the basic stuff, right? Right. And the basic stuff is, you know, wheel lugs are tight, air filters tight, uh, you know, you have fresh oil, your hubs are the same distance, your chain is lubed, your bearings are lubed, you know, you're good to go. Okay. Well, after that is, you just went off track or whatever, or your rear tires are saying circumference around. You know, and you start going through those kind of things. And then you start going to, if you drop a, to a lower driver in a small rear sprocket, you know, it's less rotational mass or, you know, distance that everything has to travel. Like it, it keeps on going and going and going and going and going. So like you made a good point about, um, you know, references of, you know, elite drivers aren't better than elite drivers is, or elite teams aren't better than elite teams. It's just somebody's doing the finer details better. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's what the big teams represent, right? So, I mean, I, I'll skip Formula One. Let's, let's do something like IndyCar. So everybody knows, you know, Penske, Ganassi, Red Andretti, those are the top teams, right? Um, the talent at those teams that win races, the engineers, those engineers typically go with the drivers from whatever smaller team they started at, right? So, like, the current champion is, is Joseph Newgarden, and, you know, Joseph took his engineer with him from ECR um, at Carpenter Racing, and he didn't just magically, right, like, you know, just go there, oh, it was the engineer at, at Penske who was letting them win, or, I mean, yes, and, and Roger has resources that most people don't have, but IndyCar, for all intents and purposes, is spec racing, right? It, it's more so the resources to do all the little things right, right? The resources to make sure, your, you know, your testing is over the peak, but for the parts that are important to us, the resources to make sure they practice their pit stops, to, you know, to make sure all the equipment is on point, Right, and that's that's where 
I want to take, you know, my biggest lesson from. And I'm going to be, like, totally personal with it because um, I don't – like, you are you do really well with this. You get home from the kart race and, like, you, we, just, we just give each other a little bit of time to debrief. And 75% of the time it's, yeah, I just finished putting everything away, you know, and, like – like, oh, yeah, right, because you take your motor off every time, and then you clean the cart every time. And that's, man, it's something small that I don't think about, um, but it's so critical because I was looking at my cart last night, and I have, like, gunk buildup, like, all around it. Um, so it's like, man, that sucks. Um, that really sucks. I got to take everything off and clean it. And, like, little, little bits of stuff is, like, cake, you know, and it'll clean off, right? But emptying that can of brake clean at the end of, of the day, and I'm not saying you get home at midnight, you have to strip everything down. No, no, it's not, you know, even dirt racers sometimes leave their stuff over and let the, the clay cake on until the next day. But making it a point for myself, like, that was one of the things I'm like, man, if I really want to start doing well, I mean, I've had the same gunky bearings, you know, that came with, with my Ego. And when I got it, you know, it was the bearings that I've been on there. And it's a 2016 Eagle, so that tells you just, you know, just do the math on, on the life, right? Um, it, it's a mechanical piece. So, you know, I spin it, and it doesn't really rotate freely, and I just still haven't changed my bearings. And I'm, like, sitting there going, well, dang, nabbits, right? Like, we were when we were testing... Ron basically emptied a whole can of, of brake clean into the bearings to get them to, to rotate freely. Um, just because, like, he, you know, when he helped me make that adjustment to lowering my ax, um, lowering my chassis and raising my axle, um, it was just spinning my, my tire. It was just basically getting stuck. Like, you just spin it, and then it just binds up and locks. And he was wondering, what the hell is causing that? It's like, my axle bent or something? And it's like, no, it's your bearings. And so... Yeah, I just drive through it like I don't care. But, man, those are all the little things that cost us. And maybe it's not a full tenth, right? But, you know, my bearings alone may be costing me, you know, 200 or, you know, something like that. And then slacking your chain may be costing you another, you know, 100, 100. By the time you put together all the little things that you haven't done right, you know, you lose seat, right? Uh, all these little things, you put all those things together, you're looking at, you know, two tenths or three tenths, and then it starts making, you know, a big difference over the course of a race. Right. Now, sometimes, you know, it's like, oh, it's, you know, you didn't lose a race because you were, you know, two tenths, you know, slower, but that two tenths may hold you back from being able to execute the pass, right, when you need it. Like, you get that exactly. perfect run. You know, you make that perfect run, and you are, like, ready, you know, ready to go commit to it, but on that lap where you just need that little edge, that extra two miles an hour, right, to be able to actually make it stick, you're not able to do that because, you know, you're just, your stuff's not dialed in. Um, that's really where my brain, you know, is, is pulling the, the biggest, like, lesson from it is, yeah, I mean, sure. And you put it together, and if all of it equates to just a tenth, sure. I mean, that's not why I'm not winning the overall race because I was a tenth and lap slower. God knows I can't even be consistent across half a second over my, you know, my entire stint. You know, that's, that's right, my right. goal right now. If I can keep the entire stint within three-tenths or four-tenths, I'm happy. 
because, you know, sometimes, man, some days just suck. It just can't can't be consistent. But, you know, when you need to go and make that pass, that moves you up one spot. Because when, you know, if you're driving the perfect lines and your equipment is up to snuff and you're starting, you know, in, in fifth or sixth or seventh or eighth place, and the, you're running the same lap times as a guy who's in first place, every lap you you know, are not able to run that full lap because you couldn't pass the cart in front of you because, you know, your junk isn't right. Um, that's, you know, more time they're getting away from you. So by the time you find clear air, you know, you better be running, you know, super quick lap times, right, like like a maniac to close that gap. And I don't have that. You know, I don't have that talent. You know, I, yeah. on my best day, I know I'm, like, just a little bit behind so I don't need to be given up anymore, right? If I can get my stuff together so I can I can make sure for the things I can control, and that's what it always comes down to. The things you can control, things like making sure your equipment is, is you know, in tip-top shape, you know, clutches. I mean, I, I took my, you know, my old clutch shoe and looked at it. I mean, after you sent, you know, you posted a picture of your clutch shoes and how they were, you know, glazed over. Well, I pulled mine up, and my gosh, like, they're not worn down, but the grooves are melted through, right? And it's like, oh, there's plenty of meat here, but it can't bite any of, of it because it's kind of glazed over across. It's like, Emmanuel, just a Dremel, man. That's all you need. You know, it's like, so anyway, those those are those things that I think um, uh, I thought it was great that you brought it up because whatever is, you know, whatever you're able to control, you may not want to buy you know, all this new stuff every race. That's not what we're saying. But the little things that you can control, like making sure the first thing that I have learned now is making sure my throttle cable is tight. Like as soon as I get to the track in the morning, one of the first things I do as I run my hand across my cart is check, right, check that my throttle cable is going 100% before I pull that, yep. before I pull that the motor to start it. Because I went like two or three races where I wasn't getting full throttle. <laughs> and it's like Ron just stood at me and looked at me. He's like, what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah, he did the like, same thing to me the last time I went out. I told him, I'm like, dude, I, Ron, I dropped. You know, I, I went up another tooth, and I could still only get to like 57.90. And he's like, close your throttle cable tight? I'm like, I don't know. I've never adjusted it. You know, it's always been the same. And sure enough, the you know, the uh, – the slide wasn't going all the way up. He's like, well, you dumbass, this is why. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, it's like, yeah. like that. But, you know, so, like, people beat themselves up, you know, mentally about their driving style or, you know, something's wrong with their cart or, you know, whatever, and you know, start spending a bunch of money and buying tools and equipment that possibly not be needed. And it's like, hey, man, start with the basics. Start with your your basic checklist, you know your your pre race checklist, and then go to your uh, the checklist that you make in between runs, and then your post race checklist. You know, and we we've said this a number of times on the show that races are not one on race day; they're one you know the six days before that. Yeah. So, you know, it's it, it's going back to those things. It's like you know, just sometimes you just have to do like a little reboot on your on your psyche of yourself it's like okay i'm missing something i know my cart is dialed in the way that i like it i know that my tire pressures are right because i've proven in the past that this was right i'm missing something 
what is it that you're missing? Take the time to like sit back, think about it. It's like, okay, is it a seat? Is it my throttle cable? Is it, um, you know, my hub might have sl- my rear hub might have slid in, or you know, what whatever it is. There's so many little things that can go wrong, and those little things add up to those, you know, a tenth or eight hundredths of of a second per lap. And those eight hundredths of a second per lap times ten, yes, that's the reason why you can't catch that pack in front of you. It's not you. It's not your cart. It's the things that you're missing, you know, on both ends. It's, you know, it's not an individual thing. Right. So. Yeah, and, and like on top of that, like, right? It's it just like it, but yeah, it blew my mind. It's like I can't, I can't believe I'm thinking of this, but this is, this is something that's like, it, it, it's real. Like it, it hit me. It's like this is real. This is a real struggle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so you know, we started right uh, once we said this year we, you know, we paid for our first big race, the Maxis race, and you know, we followed our checklist. You know, we didn't have the mechanical you know, boo-boos, right, that typically happen. And I think you and I both sort of have it somewhat memorized, maybe not in the same order, but we check those basic things quite often. And we've we've hardly had an actual mechanical failure, right, in, on a race day. So that's that's good. Um, now we just need to take it to, the you know, the next level, right, because, you know, those little things, you miss them. And those are things that, in addition to costing lap time, even worse, could cause your data end, right? I mean, those are just those simple things. If your chain isn't tight or your seat breaks loose or something, right? And that's that's what happens. You know, you yeah. you didn't check check a little nut and bolt, and something comes loose and it flies off, and well, you know, that's it. Day done. Right. And even worse, obviously, you know, it could happen in a bad spot, losing the wheel, you know, in the middle of a high speed turn or something, and that that just is no go. So, um, yeah, I've got you know. A couple of checklists that I picked up from places, but I don't have any dedicated to doing all these little things. And um, again, it's like this is how we are interpreting it. Like we love the concept of checklists. You and I both. I know I don't get anything done unless it's on a checklist. And you know your manufacturing process. You just your everything is a checklist because they're manufacturing. So it's like <laughs> you you kind of hate it, but you understand the value in there. Um, yes. And I just I just know from from my experience that if, if it ain't on there, um, you know you, you guys made the joke uh, at Ocala uh, when we went there. Like uh, God God bless me, I better not get Alzheimer's or something because I'm like the most forgetful person in the world. Yep, 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 my, yep. Wife, my wife my wife will totally leave me in a minute. Um, but yeah, I mean for me, I need to create those those items, right? It's like when I get home from a cart race. I need to start doing these things. And, yep. you know, I always dreaded, like, if I touch something and I don't get the time to finish it, I'm like, oh, man, then my cart's going to be in pieces. Then, you know, my work week, you know, everybody's busy. Just how somehow my busy tends to show more than I would like it to. But, you know, I could go the whole week and I wouldn't even find 30 minutes to, to step away into the shop. So it's like, man, if I come home and I – take things apart and something happens, you know, one of the kids is crying, I come inside and I start taking care of them and I'm tired. It'll be, you know, the Friday night before the next day, <laughs> the next race and 
I haven't, you know, my axle is completely apart, right? Uh, my rear end is completely apart. So I've always dreaded that. But um, now I'm getting to that point where I'm like, okay, this takes this amount of time. You know, it's always something. Sometimes you need more time than, than you think. But yep. I'm getting better and better at figuring it out. This takes this amount of time. This takes that amount of time. So if I get home from a race, I need to dedicate the extra 30 or 45 minutes um, to making sure – Take the motor, take the motor off, clean the chassis right around there. Make sure if I got any gunk or anything right there in the bearings, empty a can of, you know, brake clean into all the places I need it. And then if I have time, put it all back. Um, like everything is like, like perfect. Like in, in those scenarios, if I can just write it all down and do my best, start building that habit for the things I do, you know, when I get home from a race, the things I check before I load up for the next event, right? If it, Two days before the event, this is what I'm doing. Because I, I got that way with the car, which is actually kind of cool. After after the first wreck, you know, it was like, okay, if my car ain't ready to be loaded by Tuesday of that race weekend, um, I ain't taking the car, right? Uh, you know, right, seriously. Right, I mean, right. I, you know, because you remember, like, I crashed because I just didn't have time to fix little things, and I kept thinking that I had to be up there. It's a race weekend. I have to take the car because I have to be there. I mean, I have 17 race weekends in, in 2014 and 2015 between Southeast and Florida, and it's like, oh, it's a race weekend. I have to take a race car, and I have to load it even if I haven't done what I need to. But then I learned the lesson the hard way after crashing a few times. I'm like, okay, um, yeah, I'm going to not <laughs> yeah, load the car. fix everything. <laughs> exactly. Like you know, and if it, and Jim Pantis, um, you know, uh, who, who's our, our regional director for for NASA Southeast, he has a similar philosophy. Like he was messing with a Corvette that he has, and he put a bigger brake kit on there, and he hadn't checked the wheel he had. He went to put the wheel on, and and you know, try and get the car, and the, the wheel wouldn't clear the rotor, so he got, you know, he was stuck pulling it out, and he was scraping. He's like, nope, he just left the car at home. I mean, he has all the resources, right, to get it done. If he brought the car to the track, he's got all these people who could work on it and sort it out for him. But he is, you know, he's the one who taught me that. He's like, nope, just leave it. We'll live to fight another day, right? It's not the end of the world. And so that sort of um, that mentality, I have that with a car. I just need to get myself to that point with, with the car to where it's, hey, I have a race coming up, you know, next weekend. I know this has to be done by, you know, the, the Thursday or the Wednesday because if it ain't done, I can't be ready. And so I just need to build that habit and I'm going to be, I'm going to be good. So, yeah, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to start, I'm going to start writing my, my stuff down. And, um, you know, if, if anybody has stuff like it, you know, if anybody's got like good checklists and stuff, please share, man. Once I get mine together, I'm definitely going to be contributing that and sharing that with, with people because, uh, you know, it's, if I figure it out um, and it works for me, there might be another person just like me who could get some value out of it. So that'll be one of the things I'll be working on for the rest of the year. Yeah, we have, um, like we mentioned before, we have some pretty good uh, checklists that we follow that if you guys want to know uh, what it is, just let us know either on our website or on Facebook at Cardi Dads. It will be happy to send it to you. I mean, it's we we've done a bunch of research and we've gone through – you know, different kind of ratings on you know what check what a good checklist is. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, we'd love to help you out on anything you have. And if you have, you know, feedback on like what Emmanuel said on stuff that you do, um, you know, there's always something to be learned, right? So if you go a whole day without learning anything, it's a wasted day. So it's, that's the way I look at, you know, life in general, you know, especially at a track that if you go to a track and you learn absolutely nothing about your own self or your own cars or your own abilities to work on something, what did you accomplish? Right? Right. So, um, yeah, man, that's, that's like one thing I, I just wanted to get off my chest for a little while, um, is, you know, this whole checklist thing, because it just makes so much sense on why people hire race teams who, um, who do other checklists for them, right? So we, we work mainly with four cycle motors. So when it comes to, you know, carbs and jets and pistons and rings and stuff like the cycle guys have to go through and, you know, so many hours, like we don't really have to pay attention to that. But if you're a two cycle racer, you have to throw that on top of everything you have to do with your chassis. So that's just like, it it could get so difficult. So, you know, people, if you need help, you know, just ask somebody. If somebody doesn't want to give you help, whether they're, you know, in their carding with the same chassis manufacturer, the same motor or whatever that you're running, you know, maybe they're just the right kind of people to hang out with. And we've come across those people where you go ask them and say, hey, you know, I have this, you know, we will to help me out. They're like, oh, yeah, just do blah, blah, blah. Like, right. Well, I haven't even explained anything to you, so how are you going to tell me to do that? So, you know, I guess it's just carding. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, definitely just carding. It, it, um, it's just carding. Yeah, and, um, you know, more props for 206, right? If I had to do anything else other than just these simple things, I'd probably dread it a bit more. And, you know, we, we say this, nothing against anything else, but... It's just considering our our situations, right? Like, that's just where we are today in our lives. You know, we're carting dads, and, you know, we're just figuring it out. Like, you know, it takes me more time trying to come up with a plan of how I'm going to do something, which is very basic and straightforward, compared to somebody who's done it already, right? You know, we just, yep. that's just it. So my time, you know, just ends up being twice as long, so I have to be careful. And for me, I... That's why I like the 206 so much. At least I don't ever have to, you know, touch the engine. The only thing I, I have to worry about is, oh, man, for some reason it looks like my idling is off or I need to make sure my carburetor, um, my slide is going all the way, right? Or I, I, yeah. I forgot to drain the carb, I forgot to drain the carb bowl from fuel, so maybe I got some gunk in the needle, right? So Yeah, you know, I, that's something that I never point. do, too. <laughs> yeah, well. I never drain, I, I, I never drain the bowl. Well, we, we committed to running ethanol free. You know, yeah. like that's what we did. We made sure we only run ethanol free all the time. So because of that, like I know that helps for sure. And then, yeah, I mean, I, I we don't I drain the oil it. when it's hot. I mean, there, there's so many things. Like it's just there's a reason why people do things the way they do it, whether they're in front of you or behind you. You don't know what the person behind you might do to catch up to you if you just right. stay status quo, right? So you have to always change your mentality in cars. It's like, what can I do 
to make sure that I am the best that I can be on the day I need to be. And I think that's like the message like I'm trying to get across is we've talked to a lot of people who just bash themselves up about, you know, my car's not doing this or it's not doing that, you know, or that's like the excuses books that we couldn't write a whole series on. But you say, hey, did you check this? Did you check that? Did you check this? Well, no, no, no. Okay, well, stop beating yourself up so much, right? Mm-hmm. Stop yeah. Stop taking away the fun of what party can actually be when you put, you know, if you're like, for instance, like, like people like you who are like into like analytics and math equations, it's like, dude, this, that's what carding is. It's just a big equation is if you leave part of your checklist out, your equation will not equal out to what it needs to be. Right. So you have to constantly go back and, I mean, that's what it is. It's just a problem, a word problem, uh, however you're, whatever, you know, um, industry you're in that you can, that you understand that there's, you have to figure out a problem. That's all carding is. Yes, it's, it looks easy, but it's not. You have to put so many letters together and so many numbers together, so many, you know, different situations and problems together to make it work. And as soon as you make it work, it's boom. It's in your checklist. It's right where it needs to be, and you'll never forget it again. Yep. Plain and simple. I mean, and, you'll never. And I'll, and I'll add to that because if you think about it, yeah, some of these things we're saying might be – may seem like dude, it's, uh, I'm not interested in doing all this work. I, I have the way I do my things. But at the end of the day, if you are enjoying yourself, you know, you're riding around, you'll want to find ways to get quicker. I mean, I'll give a great example. In our group, we have, you know, Scott. And, and Scott, I mean, I know Scott is just like me. He's just out there, mostly for the social, right? And then the driving comes in, right, as part of it. But he also wants to get quicker. He wants to run. I mean, otherwise he wouldn't go out there testing, you know, and saying, "Hey, I run a 42.2 by myself." You know what I mean? Like, right, we're right. all trying to get quicker. And if doing some of these little things helps, you know, helps us get quicker on track, then it's going to be more enjoyable. Because at the end of the day, if you can race close with someone and you have this slight, you know, tenth or two tenths. You're the one who's going to be smiling the whole time. (laughs) You know, know, I can pass you whenever I want, you know, or at least I have to commit to it. But if I I know if I like I put my head down, I can get you. Um, Yeah, man. It's like, go. I'm going to chase you because I know I'm just a little bit quicker. I can keep up. Like, go, go. I mean, that's all so much more fun when all your stuff is together and running, you know, uh, in tip-top shape. So that's why why we want to do it. Exactly. And once you like you master your own checklist, right? So you, the checklist you have that you think is right up to the point, then you have the quote unquote race craft, right? So you learn how to race with what you have, whether it's like you're talking about the guy with Jorge kind of moving him out of the way in certain turns and, you know, Jorge was figured it out. It's like, okay, this is the race craft of this track. This is how I should do it. So like right. once you get to your checklist and you're, you have everything working with you in your own mind, in your own body, and your own cart, then it becomes a racecraft, right? So you yeah. time everything perfect. You learn how to pass. You learn how to draft. You learn how to uh, follow. You learn how to lead. 
like all those things start to dial in and so you have a new experience no matter what track you go to as long as your checklist is on point then your racecraft can be on point but if you're fighting your checklist your racecraft is also going to be fighting yourself because like what what is my cart doing oh all of a sudden it doesn't like this turn oh it doesn't like this turn you know why is it why am i inconsistent in lap you know seven but lap two was perfect why can i not take the turn like this anymore why are my you know laps faster at the end of the race than they are at the beginning of the race yeah you know like all that stuff you pull in your data all that stuff starts to come together like that's the thing like this whole episode is about, you know, in my opinion, is just because like all of it made sense to everything that like we've been talking about, you know, not only on our podcast, but, you know, individually and with, you know, the group that we talk with every day. It's like, okay, all this is starting to make sense. Like this is why people do carding because it's, it's not easy. <laughs> it's just not easy. It's fun. Like carding is a lot of fun. Like Card Pulse always says, keep carding fun. Well, now we're starting to get to the point where, okay, we figured out where that fun is, and it's finding out this problem. Mm-hmm. Now we have to, you know, really investigate this problem and start breaking everything down into, you know, smaller problems to get to that one. So, yeah, I mean, if you guys have, you know, they, uh, again, for listening to the show, but if you guys have anything, like, you'd like to put onto this show, um, any comments, any suggestions on what you guys do or what you guys have figured out throughout the past, you know, let us know, you know, because um, you know, there's stuff there that, you know, we like doing, and it's a lot of fun. Definitely. Definitely. So, um, yeah, man. Well, All right, uh, brother. You got anything else like to add to that, or I think, uh, I think mm-hmm. we, we wrapped up pretty good there. Yeah, I think, we, I think we're about wrapped up, and, um, you know, we, we got our films go uh, – go hang out with so um yeah man you know please uh continue to tell all your friends continue to share because you know it's starting to get really uh really popular now and people are really starting to comment on a lot of our shows and you know we appreciate it and we like reading all the messages and the emails and answering all the questions you guys send us so please continue to send them please continue to tell your friends and uh i couldn't appreciate it more so um you guys have a good night and uh have a good weekend carding and we'll keep you up to date on what we got going on. Later. See ya.